0: football friday with wolf and luke presented by 72 sold arizona sports the local sports leader
1: arizona's sports it's part of the nfl it's not easy it's not easy to win in the nfl everybody want to win who or what is the tipping point
0: that's going to be key to our success this yes, is fulcrum football with wolf and luke Right, it is Wolf and Luke Howard Balzer is in for Wolf. It is Fulcrum Football Week Seventeen Edition. Howard, this is your first time playing Fulcrum Football. Yes. Um, I will just tell you this: it's typically easier than it will be this week. <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinals roster just gets more and more depleted by the day, and it's not like Atlanta's roster is all that strong right now uh, either. But here we go. So there's the coin flip, which I won. Thought I'd okay. Be going first,
1: but well, um, we can't. You can pick player. These are. Players to keep an eye on, watch, who have an impact on the game.
0: Players that you think will specifically swing Sunday's game right, and one that, way or the other. And it
1: could be on either team.
0: Either team. Okay. It, it's, not, it's not like a regular draft where you're just taking the best players in order. It's more just guys that you think will impact the game on Sunday, specifically in Atlanta. All right. Well, let's see. I usually go with Buda Baker with my first pick, and he's not playing. You know what? I think I think Actually, now I think about it. The first pick is easy this week. I want to go with J.J. Watt. Hey! JJ Watt has two games left. He knows he only has two games left. It's his choice. We all know now that he only has two games left. And he's been playing really good football lately anyway. So yeah, first pick, Fulcrum football. I will go with JJ Watt. And I'm guessing it's going to get real tough after that pick.
1: Well, I I'm going to have my pick is going to be something that's in a sense tied to JJ Watt. And that is, my guy is on the Falcons. We heard Dave Archer talk about him as Tyler Algier. You know, Fal-
0: oh,
1: yeah, there's sound effects after every pick. Oh, okay, said, no. sorry. The Falcons running back. I mean, he has 817 yards, is averaging 4.9 per carry. And that's been one area where the Cardinals have been up and down in terms of run defense. And they don't have, they're not real big in the line. Watt's been pretty darn good in run defense along with the sacks that he's had. And I think that'll be key for the Cardinals is stopping Algier in this running game. And Vance Joseph said it yesterday. He said, we have to stop the run and force them to pass. And so I think uh, Algier will, will be a guy either way that, that that swings this game.
0: Did you expect Tyler Algier to be this good no. as a rookie? The no. fifth-round pick out of BYU, yeah, I, I exactly. expected he was an afterthought.
1: De- definitely. And now we see running backs a lot of times in those mid-rounds be- become pretty good players but usually there's some flaw there that the scouts have that that moves them down and and, and teams draft running backs generally more later than it has been i remember mean, heck i remember the year alvin kamara came out he was a third round pick yeah and he started, obviously turned out to be a hell of a player for the saints so no but i don't know that anybody expected him to to do what he's doing and uh, playing, playing pretty good football. Obviously, and also, also has five rushing touchdowns. He's the
0: third. He's third among all rookie rushers. He's at 817 yards behind Travis Etienne of the Jaguars and Damian Pierce of Houston. Now, obviously, Kenneth Walker's been hurt a little bit, and Brees Hall probably would have been the leading rusher. He's been hurt for a while, but still, that's not a bad find in the fifth round if he's going to come out and play like that as a rookie. All right, my second pick. I will. We're looking for players to swing the game. I don't know how I can not take this guy because no matter what, he seems to do something that almost swings every game. I'll go with Zayvon Collins. Hey. Look, let's let's just be real here, Howard. He's either going to have a great play or he's going to have a great play that gets called back. <laughs> he's going to do one or the other. So, yeah, in a game like this, I mean, I'm assuming this is going to be a fairly tight game and a fairly low-ish scoring. I don't know. I mean, I can maybe get into the 20s. But I'm guessing it's going to be a fairly tight game, so I'm going to lean defense with a lot of these picks, and I'm going Zayvon Collins at number two.
1: And he ties in with what we've just talked about, as part of that run defense yep. of doing, you know, trying to contain Algier. And last week against Tampa Bay, they did a, they did a pretty good job a lot of times on Leonard Fournette, but then he'd come up with the big plays, and they just couldn't stop him all the time. And I thought it was funny on Hard Knocks the other night when. Collins. There was a play die for or whatever, couldn't come up with the interception. I forget who it was. Whether it was might have been JJ Watt. Who said J. J. something Watt. coming out of the field? Yeah. He says, "Man, if you had some hands, yeah. man, <laughs> is that, is, is, if you had any hands whatsoever, that was a pick. <laughs> any hands whatsoever."
0: I'm absolutely going to miss the dynamic between JJ Watt and Zayvon Collins, JJ Watt and Zach Allen. Zach Allen, Allen. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty strong. And man, he's 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 leaving a heck of a. Heck of a legacy. All right, I, gotta, I have to come up with uh, my second pick. And even though we've talked about the Cardinals' defense, obviously, mostly in the run game and against the Falcons' running back, I'm going to switch over to the passing game because they will be throwing the football. And without Buda Baker and maybe without Marco Wilson, and maybe without Antonio Hamilton, he took my next pick. You're going to take my next pick. So but I'm, I was like flipping a coin, though. Who should be my Who should be my DB that has to come through? Because one interesting thing, Luke, is you know Marco Wilson missed the last 22 snaps of the game against the Buccaneers because he had that, which is why he hasn't practiced this week with his stinger and with a neck injury. And all of a sudden, Buccaneers are moving the ball down the field. He was doing a heck of a job and obviously had the two interceptions. So I'm going to pick the rookie corner. Christian Matthew, da, 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 da. and because they've—I mean, you don't—you don't really have any corners here. No, you especially, don't. <laughs> especially if it was like two weeks ago, I think it was, when their top three guys and Byron Murphy's now on injury reserve, and the Falcons have a good receiver, a good rookie receiver in Drake London. So you have to believe that Matthew is probably going to be on him a bunch. And that's that's going to be real key here because at the end of that game, even against Denver with all the missing games, all of a sudden, you know, Jerry Judy started making plays, and that helped the Broncos along with the running game win that game. So I think Matthews is going to be a big key on Sunday.
0: You went with the other side of the matchup. I thought you were going to take Drake London, and that's who I'll take right here. <gasps> Drake London, who was an absolute just machine when he was at USC, and he was really good to start this year, kind of trailed off. I mean, there was a stretch there where it didn't feel like Atlanta ever even threw the ball, but he is coming into this game off of a 7-catch, 96-yard performance against that Baltimore defense. Um, Look, again, this is not probably going to be a very high-scoring game, but Drake London is a guy that, depending how the quarterback situation works out in Atlanta going forward, whether Desmond Ritter's the guy or they get a vet or whatever, Drake London's he's... That talent's legit, so I'll, I'll, he could absolutely be a game-changer on Sunday because the Cardinals' secondary is basically Jalen
1: Thompson. This might be an obvious one, but I think it's interesting because we don't know the status of Colt McCoy. Hopefully we'll know that pretty soon after Cliff Kingsbury talks to the media. But with McCoy a quarterback, and DeAndre Hopkins, by the way, left the field after, in part of the practice this morning, so we don't know what's going on with him, but we'll assume those guys are playing. The Andre Hopkins to me is a, if 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 Trace McSorley had been able to find him even two or three times, Ugh. other than the one reception one last catch week on ten targets, Andre Hopkins, and, and the other passes weren't even catchable. Yeah, and Hopkins is the guy you, you just throw it to even if he's covered. Throw, you it throw near it. him, yeah, be, yeah, because he's one of the best contested pass catchers in the game and maybe in a long time. And so with McCoy, certainly there's a much better chance of getting Hopkins much more involved in making those plays because if he makes two or three plays, they probably beat the Buccaneers on Sunday night. So I'll say DeAndre Hopkins didn't like that. He only had one and was kind of out of his control. Yeah, But you have to believe he's going to bounce back especially. But it, it, it needs to be with Colt McCoy, at quarterback. Can you imagine if DeAndre Hopkins had like Patrick
0: Mahomes or somebody, even close to that level in his career. All the different quarterbacks he bounced around with in Houston. I know he had Deshaun Watson for a year year or two when Deshaun Watson was good. But, But still, for the most part in his career, he's been, it feels like Hopkins deals with two or three different quarterbacks every season. All right, one more round to this. I'm going to go similar vein, and maybe he doesn't impact the game enough on Sunday. But then if he doesn't, I think that starts to raise some questions. I'll go with Hollywood Brown. Uh, this is a guy that there's. If we do Fulcrum football for the offseason <laughs> he's going to be one. Of, <laughs> yeah. Are you paying Hollywood Brown? He has some moments where he looks really good. He has some moments where you forget he's out there. Obviously, the injury and the quarterback injuries uh, didn't help. But uh, yeah, I'll go with Hollywood for Sunday.
1: You All right. one more, one more, one more. And here's a guy who can be a game wrecker if when he makes big plays. And it can be in a running game. Sometimes it can be in the receiving game. Sometimes it can be in the return game. And that's Cordarrelle Patterson of the Falcons. Yeah, and he's averaging over 31 yards per kickoff return. So, hint, Matt Prater, don't let him return any. That that's number one. <laughs> it, it, however, and that of course that depends on how many times the Cardinals are even able to kick off. Right, we know it'll happen at least once. Yeah, it might not be but, <laughs> that much of an issue
0: for, for Matt Prater.
1: But he also is a jack of all trades. He does so many different things in that offense, and you have to be aware of him all the time on the field because of all the different things he can do. So I think that that's a, that's a guy that uh, can definitely make that big play that changes the game, especially when it's a close game. Yeah,
0: the, a game like this where it probably will be tighter and low scoring, Cordell Patterson's a real nice weapon to have. Because he is just such an odd player and an odd career arc, too, where he's, yeah, you're in the league, it looks like you can do all, all this stuff, and then how many teams gave up on him because he wasn't doing the stuff, and now he's... He's been huge for Atlanta, not so much uh, this season. He's been huge. It just hasn't been a, enough to, uh, to save their season. All right, that was Fulcrum Football Week 17 edition. It is a little different when both teams are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but uh, that's where we are.